the marinade. There's no O in marinade. Let's try it one more time. Ready? One, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> the marinade. Marrow. Marrow. Marinade. Bone marinade. The marinade. The marinade. With Jason Earl. Welcome to the Marinade with Jason Earl. Thank you so much for your patience. It has been entirely too long since we've released an episode. Um, one of those things happened, you know, where we had a couple of episodes lined up with some incredible guests and through no fault of ourselves or, or the guest, it just didn't work out. And so we haven't had an opportunity to release an episode until now, and we have two right in a row that I cannot wait for you to hear. This particular one is an incredible thrill for me as someone who's been a huge fan of, of uh, Delta Spirit and Middle Brother and Matthew Logan Vasquez's solo records as well. I can't believe that Matt sat down with us and, and spent so much time. Matthew Logan Vasquez is a maniac in the best way, and I'll try to explain that both in the intro and then also hopefully that comes through as you listen to the episode itself. He walked through the door of Little Indies in Orlando on a Friday night at about 5 o'clock wearing a, a t-shirt and some comfy-looking sweatshorts and a hat best described in my mind as Matt's iconic Austin Sheik hat. He's just the coolest guy. He greeted me with this effortless smile, and it was warm outside. We're here in Florida, in central Florida, and it's pretty much knocking on the door of summer for, for us. But there's no other quiet place to record, really, other than outside. And Matt doesn't seem to mind a bit. He spent a lot of his life in Texas, which we talk about a little bit. Austin's a place that gets pretty hot. and didn't seem to bother him, not even sort of, that we recorded in the alley outside of Lilindy's, kind of like behind the bar um, where I recorded that episode with Corey Brannon and John Snodgrass, if you've listened to the show, which was one of the, the, the silliest episodes and, and such a fun conversation um, that we've recorded to date. There's kind of this like magic to the space, and it's, it's hard to explain if you haven't been there, but it's just a place where things come together comfortably. And I went on to record an episode later that night with someone else that um, I don't want to necessarily release just yet, but uh, I'm so excited for you guys to hear that one as well. Matt Vasquez is a singer, songwriter, guitar player. He's best known for his work with the band Delta Spirit. He also makes really incredible solo records. And I got into his music with the project Middle Brother. He had this project with John McCauley of Deer Tick and Taylor Goldsmith of Dawes, where they kind of like wrote songs for the record and played each other's songs and kind of swapped tunes, a buddy record as he describes it during the conversation. So I've spent almost a decade 
just kind of crying over and dancing to various tunes of his, rocking out every once in a while. He's musically very diverse. I mean, he's a rock singer, but he's a folk singer, and he's a hell of a guitar player. It's really fun to dive into his catalog, and that was part of the, the interesting part of getting into this particular episode was just doing the research. To sit down with him is such a great honor. That he would be so gracious with his time and open with his creative process was beyond exciting for me. Matt is always 100% present. It's a, a fact I learned from watching him chat with fans hours leading up to the show and then after his unbelievable set with his absolutely incredible power trio that he played with. Look, I mean, I'm an easy audience. Uh, People who play instruments and or sing well just completely blow my mind. But seriously, this is one of my favorite shows I've ever seen. We're good. We're rolling. All right, let's throw out the notes and tell me about Norway. Well, so first of all, we're at Little Indies <laughs> with Matt Vasquez. What's up, yo? <laughs> oh, man. Thank you so much. Well, yeah, before we get to Norway, I want to thank you. and Yeah, um, thanks for having me. I, pre- I really appreciate it. I've been a fan for a long time. I got into your music in the Middle Brother days. That's yeah. what got me into it because I was Homies. into Deer t- Tick. And yeah. Then, then uh, that's what got me into your stuff. So that's really cool, you know, and we'll get into that, too, hopefully, if we yeah, have time. Yeah, Buddy but Records. That's, yeah, well, and you apparently have another one. I got another Buddy Record. All right, so let's start with, uh, you hit me with kind of a bombshell that you're going to, um, that you moved to Norway. Yeah, I left, um, I grew up in Austin, Texas, lived in Long Beach, lived in New York, moved back to Austin, made a baby, named it Thor Ulysses Vasquez. Then... Um, remodeled a house. Dad got, or father-in-law, Ragnar, really cool guy. Uh, he got, a he got Alzheimer's. So my wife, seven years, married to me as an expat. So I'm returning the favor now. It's cool. It's, actually, it's cold. 
It's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's really cold. fucking cold. Cooler than a polar bear's yeah, toenails. We lived in uh, we live in this neighborhood called Eckeberg, which is kind of like an ice mountain above the town. It's cool. It's kind of like if you ever been to Los Angeles, Griffith Park. Mm-hmm. It has all these beautiful, you know, it's like beautiful nature, and then you have this great skyline view of the city. Yeah. And uh, the people there are really friendly, nice folks, good bars. It's expensive. It's like four hundred a week for groceries. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Four hundred American dollars. American dollars. Yeah. It's like fifty American dollars for a bottle of Jack Daniels. Oh my god, good. They don't even have tequila there, so I'm drinking pretty much Espelon. Oh my goodness. In a thermos. <laughs> Man, that's insane. I mean, I guess I knew that it was expensive, but still, when you hear the numbers, it feels like it yeah. hits you a lot and harder. That's, that's with the gas prices being low, so everything used to be more more expensive. It used to be 25 bucks for like a Big Mac combo. Not that I've ever eaten that in my life. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, so now it's uh. Yeah, now it's going to go back up. We'll see. So what about uh, you you were just telling me right before we started recording about how the you know, Texas Murder Ballads your EP just came out. Yeah. And which I was an afterthought, really. Really? Yeah, so I was writing my wife left the day after Christmas and I had planned to uh record in our house which we've made an Airbnb. Uh-huh. Um and so I started recording this record, and, and a lot of these heavier rock songs kind of came out of me, and um, there were enough of them to where it would have just like completely skewed the record, and everybody would have thought that the album I was making was just this one thing. Mm. And so instead of doing that, I skewed just one EP to dedicate my love for heavy music and, um, you know, very much a facet of my love of live music and rock and roll and you know, being in a bar with your friends, screaming lyrics and loud everything. It's just the best. It's well, so much fun. And what I, one of the things I was going to say is that your solo stuff sounds more aggressive than in my when I'm to my ear. Yeah, it definitely does. So it's in, is it it's intentionally more aggressive than your stuff with Delta Spirit? I don't. Or? I don't do anything intentionally. <laughs> I just. I just like. Uh, I just like. And whenever I write a song, it's just the. The song kind of presents itself, and then I, you know, mad lib my way through it, you know, like kind of figuring out the story. And a lot of times it's about me. Sometimes it's about somebody else, or I make something up and tell a story, and there's always some kind of parable thing in there. But, uh, yeah, you know, so I don't have control over writing heavy music. I just do it sometimes. And yeah. then sometimes I write country-ish songs, and sometimes I write kind of like more complex uh, vocal indie music with pretty stuff on it, you know. All right. Excuse me. So when when that's happening, are you sitting down to do the work, or is it just could a song come in the next twenty minutes and you have to start writing? So both. You yeah. know, uh, you don't really. You know, it's the mind is a crazy thing, and sometimes yeah. the mind is awake and paying attention to that part of you, and and it and it comes really easy, and sometimes it's super hard. Uh, I definitely when I'm home. I pick up a guitar almost every day and try to write something. And normally it just sounds like dog shit. Can mm. I say dog shit on a podcast? You can say mother cunt fuck <laughs> okay. anal. I don't really care. Anal, bananas. <laughs> so, um, the, yeah. So I just kind of like, I'm always picking at it so that I can feel that uh, I'm on the edge of something good when that time happens, you know. Mm. 
scout practice works or being good at shit is yeah know. has it always been like that for you or like as it earlier on where did you find yourself getting frustrated or attaching to outcomes more i think i wrote a lot of bad music as a youth because i listened i didn't know how to like put jimmy world's earlier catalog together with pink floyd mm. and then later i learned that that is in general just a bad idea to mix those two things <laughs> up. so i've you know i've kind of found the things i like now at my age and i just try to be me now mm. and yeah. uh you know i learned my lessons i learned you know just like cliche lyrics and uh vernacular that's pretty uh well trodden i try to avoid it and uh, mm -hmm. sometimes it's just the obvious tool that you have to use you know but yeah trying to trying to find the imagery that that uh and metaphor that is is different for people to go huh is is nice otherwise i just be a freaking cover band yeah or tribute well, band. yeah and that's an interesting point because i think like um so one of the things I've, I've embarked on recently is sitting down and trying to write stories every day mm -hmm. um and sometimes it's coming from you know, James McMurtry was on my show, and he talked about how it comes from a line, right? So he'll hear a line or think of a line, yeah. and it'll come from there. And ever since he said that, I've been doing a lot of that. Yeah. You know? And, but, and that sounds similar to what you're talking about, where, like, you'll have a piece, and you'll just kind of see where it goes. Yeah, sometimes I get those. I have one that I'm just sitting on right now. It's uh, summoning the four winds of my alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how to put that. <laughs> Uh, you know, catechism? I don't know where to rhyme that, but, uh, you know, probably won't end up a thing. Flatulism? Yeah, flatulism Flatul and summoning the four wisms of my alcohol, my four wisms of my alcoholism. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, you know, those little things that you hear, uh, Rivers Cuomo is, like, really, s like, mathematical about it, and he just yeah. writes down random stuff like, oh, tell Gina the laundry's ready. Like from someone else's conversation, and he'll just yeah. drop that in a thing, yeah. which is pretty rad. Yeah, idea. It is a rad idea, and I think there's a lot to be learned there. Like I, I I'll do that too. I, not in I'm sh my stuff doesn't turn out like Rivers Cuomo, but me neither. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, but I'll sit down and write something, and then like recently, this morning, I wrote a story that was based on something that someone said the other day, and then. But what's interesting about that process is like. If I don't know where the hell it's going, I got to get out of my ego, and that's kind of tough. Yeah, totally. Because you got to let go uh -huh. to that song or that story. Yeah, you can't be afraid to sell yourself down the river in your yeah. own tune and yeah. not let yourself off the hook yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah. So how much do you say you throw away? Like, how often do you mess around on your guitar in the morning and write something down? Oh, uh, there's, uh, you know, lots and lots and lots and lots of chord progressions and... Uh, one verse, one hook, but just never found the, uh, you know, the ghost wasn't in it yet. Yeah. And, you know, when the ghost is in it, then fuck all, I'm in. I'm, I want to find it and yeah. get to the end of it. And, you know, I've wrestled through a lot of those and, and gotten to the end of the, the thing, and I'm so stoked, so happy that, uh, you know, a song like uh, uh, Blue Eyes came out of that from Middle Brother, uh -huh. you know, just like, I have to figure it out, you know. Yeah. But... Yeah, man, it's it's never one way, and that's I think that like that's what what screws up creativity is that if you only make a parameter for yourself to be in that, how can you be real? You know, because all we are as musicians nowadays, it's like we're trying to uh, we're tr <laughs> we're trying to build economy around our relationships so that we can travel the country and basically sell T-shirts, 
<laughs> but the yeah. music part about it, when it all comes down to that part that is the most meaningful thing, yeah. the slug of it all, is that uh, you're just trying to be on the edge of your creativity and be a real person, you know, yeah. and be the real thing that people want to support over the years, which I've been fortunate enough and lucky enough for people to come out to my shows and still support me. Well, there's some luck involved, but there's also you there writing is. amazing songs. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've recorded some incredible tunes, and you've and your catalog is so deep. There's One of the things that I did, one of my favorite things about having guests on is just going through the process of listening through their catalog. So I've had Matt Vasquez songs and Delta uh, Spirit songs and yeah. like all these all this stuff, you, Middle Brother. I've had all that stuff on, on repeat, and it's been fucking fun, man. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's been it's, so fun. The, all the records are just like yearbook moments, and, you know, I still listen to my own music. <laughs> Do you? That was one of my yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go back and remember times and try yeah. to, like, and I hear it in my voice, you know, like uh, when I lived in California and, my twang dropped because I'm just surrounded by Californians. And then I go to uh, New York and my twang came back because I wasn't connected so hard to, I wasn't just embedded into Californianism. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then when I moved to Texas, it was just done. I'm cooked. So yeah, and then twang is here. And then the all Norwegian <laughs> record that in inevitably is going to yeah, come out. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'm just going to write about mushrooms and fairies and trolls and <laughs> and Vikings and stuff. All right, so let's get into that. And oil. Talking, you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned microdosing. Yeah, yeah, I did. So I had a I'm a I'm a person that that uh you know I'm the stigma of that stuff doesn't really exist with me because uh. Uh, living in Austin, Texas in the 90s. Ah. Uh, I dropped acid at a very young age, 14. So, wow. yeah, which arguably I would never, you know, someday if this is unearthed to having my son listen to it, you yeah. know, I can't imagine s someone doing that, you know, but I did it and it was, uh, I, you know, I did like a tab here and there and then it was, it was really neat. Uh, you know, yeah. when you have, when you have all your source of idealism that doesn't have this negative implement. Like, you don't have that negative side yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't have that, uh, the worry of finances or the worry of anything. It's just you're a kid. It's yeah. summertime. and Or it's Bob Marley's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you're swimming in your friend's, uh, you're swimming in your friend's swimming pool and the moon is full. And you're with your, you're with your best friends. Like, yeah. you know, that time was cool. But then, you know, I that's what also sent me to California. I dropped five tabs of acid and got sent to California to live with my dad. So oh, that's what wow. that all started. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I get the stigma and all that stuff. But at the same time with the mushrooms thing, I've done those. And uh, at Lesser, like, I've never taken, like, a full heroes, you know, mm -hmm. situation. I just pick a little bit of this and that. And uh, with the microdosing, it was just, like, so seasonally depressed. And I had, like, just a stem or, a, or like, a third of a cap or something like that. Not enough to even perceive that you're high yeah. i took a little more than i did all right i did a little bit more to where i did feel that one day and i did notice that the difference was in me was that i was able to recognize the things that were giving me anxiety and i was able to because of the low dose you're so in control that it's just basically like oh, i recognize this thing is giving me anxiety and i feel uncomfortable and i want to turn to the thing that i'm gonna just the task that will dig me out of this stack of things that I have to take care of. I'm just going to focus on this one task. And I know that that's going to be the healthy thing to help me out. It's cool. What? That's what it did. With, in but conjunction it, with therapy or just that's no, what it No, just that. Yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah. 
I but, ask that because I'm in therapy for anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that was cool for me, but I don't, you know, I've had, you know, I've been on Zoloft and stuff as a kid and, yeah. and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more phobic. There's more stigma for me about medication and stuff. Yeah, 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 and I've yeah. been through, uh, therapy and, and counseling and stuff. Uh, obviously one would need to, if you saw the devil at 15 in an acid trip, <laughs> you need to go talk to somebody. And Probably uh, the devil. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I, that all found, you know, um, a lot of those lessons from therapy really, I still lean back on that stuff where it's like, you know, the, it's such a dumb question that somebody asks you like, well, how do you feel? Or having a safe person, safe people are worth their weight in gold. And sometimes yeah. you just can't weigh down your, your friends and mm -hmm. your community down with how sad you feel. You yeah. know what I mean? Sometimes you just need a safe person to talk to that can walk you through yeah. the dark shit in your mind because you get in that fucking loop. And it's like, you don't need to be. You can just like, you know, look up, take a breath, you know, listen to some chanting. I don't know, whatever gets you there. Right, right, right. right. And it's, uh, man, that stuff is, has been so helpful. And I have a really, more than anything, I've just had the most supportive wife. And, you know, like when I was feeling really dark, I was just telling her, I was like, Martha, I love you and I'm not okay. <laughs> 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 but I will be okay. Yeah. And, you know, it's like this Norwegian yeah. time. And it's just been, you know, when I tour and been on the run so much and, you know, we just bought this house and, uh, we were living with my mom for a while, and it's like finally got to a point where we were steady. And then it was like, Dad's sick, gotta move. Here we go again. Here's yeah. another y year or two of like, rah, right, right, uh, and doing the real grind touring. And and so it's, um, you know, I'm gonna find my way there. You know, there's great musicians. There's great. There is great food, and and you know, there's there's culture there. It is a world city. It's a very white world city without Mexican food. Yeah. Or like the understanding that you put cilantro and raw onion in your catch. It's not ketchup. You know, like right, right. You know, <laughs> the skin of the tomato and. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, how much I miss Mexican foods. Well, I bet, and that's the thing. Anytime I travel in Europe, and I and I don't mean this disparagingly, I it's different, you know, and yeah. I and I'm okay with that. But anytime I'm in Europe in general, and I haven't been that far north, but I lived in Holland for a while. Sure, and love it's the just Dutch. Like, yeah, and it's just I miss the hell out of black people though. Yeah, like, that's or the Mexican thing. people. Yeah, or dude. Mexican people. Yeah, you can see Africans, not yeah. African Americans, but you do not see yeah. Mexicans. And maybe you see like one, and they're from Mexico City, and they're like. They're not American, like, they're not Chicano, Chicanas, like, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's also another thing for my family, you know, like, uh, Christmas with tamales and all that, and yeah. and tamale pie, chili rellenos, like, potato, t just potato tacos. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. stuff like that, <laughs> like, and just those smells, and, uh, you know, they have, I'm growing cilantro, a struggling cilantro plant in my window <laughs> right now just so i can like just so i can suff up my eggs you know right but there's no corn tortillas yeah yeah but just like seeing those types and how warm uh chicanos and black people are like just that yeah. that that mix is the mix i'm used to right and it's just it's a different mix man you know you have turkish people you have kurds yeah. so cool to like meet a bunch of kurds they're all yeah. really vibey cool people and um i love turkish food and and that whole thing and right yeah so it's just a, it's just a different different game, different cuisine. The Thai food, the Indian food's really good. It, uh, if you love San Diego burritos, then get a get a donor. Right. And the right, donor right. scene there, especially like the Berlin donor, is basically yeah. the San Diego burrito. It's the same thing. They twice cook the the ends of the, the yeah. bread and your yeah. or pita or whatever. The Dutch donor is out out of this world too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. Is has that space? 
how much does place impact your creative process? It has everything to do with everything my to do with it. Like, I mean, I haven't, I haven't recorded a record in the same place twice mm. yet, and I have all my stuff in road cases, so I can go uh, on the go. I pack up my van. And we just did this, so f- we were talking about middle brother, yeah, and tie it back into music. Welcome to the marinade, where yeah, we just talk I, about. I had a bunch of friends, and and that I knew were putting out records this year in the first quarter, and I was like, oh, or like, I knew they were gonna put them out like come soon, and so I wanted to record a record as they were finishing their records, so that when we are all on the tail end of our cycle, when it's the fall when it's the hardest time to tour that we could just go do something together that's really fun make some coin uh but you know that would be neat but uh and in turn have basically like throw a house party for a week which is what we did you know looked up santa fe new mexico with jacuzzi found it and then had vaulted ceilings and uh we brought all our gear in and it was uh adrian casada from brownout he's from grupo he started a new band called black pumas Noah Gunderson, uh-huh. Kelsey Wilson from a group called Wild Child, uh-huh. David Ramirez, this oh guy wow. Jason Robert Blum, who's my favorite Austin songwriter, and oh then wow. uh, some of the guys from the Night Sweats came and rolled into town and and hung out, and we had a good hang there, and we just made this uh, rad record, and you can hear the party, like even in the like the sad songs where people are, uh, uh, you know, it's a very quiet, stoic m- moment in the record. You you hear people the door opening and it's somebody waking up to go to the bathroom or like to like just kind of like waking up to someone playing like a really quiet song and all the group jams are f- like uh, funky crazy Steve Berlin from Los Lobos sat in and played on it it's dope it's that's crazy fucking yeah, yeah exciting, it's gonna man. be it's gonna be insane. and when when is it so that's oh. probably gonna come out like September it hasn't been announced officially yeah. yet okay. but. Um, we're doing Newport Folk, uh, Pickathon in the Northwest, uh-huh. uh, Hardly Strictly. There'll be a uh-huh. tour around. We're, n- we're not going to be able to make it down to Southeast because uh-huh. everybody, it's basically like, here is this window that we can do this. And this is the same thing that happened with the Middle Brother Records. Just like so many managers, yeah. so many agents, and, and everybody's careers. Yeah. And so like we had three with Middle Brother. This was six people, six yeah. separate artists. So, um figuring out how to do it and we're gonna do one tour yeah so if uh you should get in your car and drive up to see us i think this the south the most south we get is like north carolina and and nashville i think those are like the only do you two remember about interest. when that is because i might be able to make that october happen. okay those will be in the tail yeah. end like the 20 something of okay. october i think i might be able to make that happen that's that sounds like a blast yeah so you know that happened and that's gonna be this September, <laughs> and I've already have so I yeah, and the uh, Texas Murder Ballad EP just came out, and that was like yeah we already talked about that so well we did but I, I wanted so to so you know that I've I have three things coming out that's so exciting man yeah. and because and I, I I have so many questions about Texas Murder Ballads but you just got me thinking about I want to circle yeah, back yeah. to the the drug thing and the are you able to because you mentioned how it gives you this clarity of some sort yeah. right. Does that clarity translate into creative process? Are Not you able for to me? Okay. Like, uh, I can't write high or drunk or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I'm like, a, right before I go to bed, I hear a melody, or right when I wake up, drinking coffee. Yeah, and yeah. And like, just kind of that waking mind feeling. And I don't really get that with drugs or, yeah. or mushrooms or any other plant that enhances your life. Yeah. You know, it's just <laughs> like, 
That that Except stuff kale, for me is maybe more. Kale. Yeah, yeah. Maybe some kale, some carrots, <laughs> some Brussels sprouts, finely <laughs> roasted, with a little soy sauce. Yeah. But you know, sugar. you're gonna you're gonna find you know those pockets that carry you there. That stuff is like, it's just that that helps me just be um the normal like because when I'm writing, it's like maybe it's because I'm headed into a manic state, and that oh, is like yeah. what's making me be able to hyper focus so much into finishing a song you know what yeah I mean? yeah so uh you know just trying to be functional <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah so you like, seem uh, more than functional yeah, you seem like, prolific you I got three records in like <laughs> two yeah months. but i got a yeah i got a I got family feed and i got a <laughs> and i want to and i love my job you know i mm-hmm. love touring i love traveling around the country with my friends i love the fact that i'm just in Orlando happen to be Matt that's so huge to love so few people love their jobs yeah it's so huge I love my job and it's so directly connected to your happiness it took me a long time Mm. to find a job that I truly loved yeah right and once I found that just everything else started to make sense yeah you know because I never really struggled a lot with personal relationships and shit like that. Sure. But my own happiness, I struggle with a lot. Sure. Still, of course. Sometimes you feel run over or like, uh, because you're (laughs) trying to help other people. Yeah. You're mentioning. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's it's a lot. Sure. (laughs) You know? (laughs) It's a whole lot. Um, Speaking of which, Texas Murder Ballads, uh, the two songs that like really blow my mind are Sierra Blanca, the the first song on the record, right? And then LaDonna. Yeah. Those two, I love the whole thing. But yeah. could you walk through, like... LaDonna and Lupita, two characters. It, that's exactly yeah, yeah. where. That's exactly what did it for me, I think. And, like, who are they? Um, well, Lupita is a fictional, fictional character I wrote to tell about a, a town in West Texas, uh, which is Sierra Blanca. Mm-hmm. And it, up until, like, the early 2000s was the largest sludge dump in the world that took all of New York City's, like, shit, no literally. Way. Took their shit. And then um, when that closed, I imagine that the economy took a little bit of a dive. But it's probably one of the most messed up border stops in America where um, John and Delta Spirit went to jail there. Um, so he kind of got a firsthand experience. He had a sample prescription, so that's something that doesn't have his name written on it. Um, for this thing called Provigil that his mom got from her doctor uh, to just like a thing to stay up. It's kind of like an Adderall, but it's not an Adderall. And, um, you know, we would only take it to like, oh, we have to, we're chasing a bus on this tour. And it's like, oh, the shins are driving like an overdrive 12-hour show. So it's like, we don't even get to sell merch at that point. It's basically like, play your half hour and get on the road. Yeah. so when you have shows like that, taking an upper which is exactly what stealth fighter that's the drug that stealth fighter pilots would take and stuff oh, so wow. we got pulled over and john now currently going to be a uh or studying to be an anglican priest he uh which is beautiful thing wow, for him, yeah you know, and, uh, it's cool interesting and he's uh so they found that like next to like the flowers of assisi saint francis's biography and his bible and they pull it out and like whose keys are these we're like sitting and holding and stuff and so he went to jail for a night, and he met a guy that was had uh, had a drunk driving thing and couldn't afford bail. Mm-hmm. And so he had been just sitting in holding in a tiny jail uh, for uh, for six months, just waiting to see uh, 
waiting to see a lawyer, waiting to see a judge, just nothing. Or like what no public fuck? defender. Fuck. Whole thing. I mean, that's just the justice system in general. Yeah, but that is very people. illegal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and John's John's search and seizure debatably is constitutional and they ended up throwing it out, but it cost them like five thousand dollars sure. and the bail and everything and of course, we're not going to let our friend rot. You know, we got a tour yeah. to get on. We were supposed to be out with Not A Surf. So we missed our Dallas Not A Surf show and had to, like, Fuck. That's what it is. It was, yeah. it was kind of it's kind of a fun s- tour story. You know, that's also where yeah. they busted Willie Nelson, which is should be a crime against humanity. Yeah. And he, also yeah. Fiona Apple, which is like, come on, man, give me a break. Yeah, those yeah, two people should be able to murder somebody. <laughs> On Fifth Avenue. <laughs> hey, let's not bring up that guy. I don't want to talk about him. We don't have to. Yeah, I, but, uh, I did think that Lupita was going to be related to that, but we don't have to get into that. It is related to uh, to the Bubba the Bubba Texan providing for the, you know, if it wasn't for that border stop, I wonder if that economy, and that's my question in the song in the second verse is really like, I wonder if that economy would even exist or that yeah. town would even exist because of it's like there's like two different bail bonds places there's like a thrift store and a gas station and just burn out like hotels nobody wants to stop there you know it's yeah it's a rough spot um it's also you know it's also the desert and it's really pretty during sunset and if you're a desert person i'm sure it's great um but as like a town um i would prefer el paso or las cruces yeah um yeah, LaDonna is a whole another bag of worms. So <laughs> LaDonna is about, um, is the name of the person that passed away in my house before we bought it. And um, she died. And, you know, like people die. And sure. uh, I'm alone in this house. <laughs> and I'm just, she died in the house. So it's just like uh, me talking to her and, she has like a ghost Facebook page, so I was found her Facebook, and she she died a few years ago. So John Stewart was still on the air. So it's like she loved John Stewart and Bill Maher. She's a creative writing teacher. Turns out, it's my friend's uh, English teacher from high school. Um, so yeah, Whoa. <laughs> it was just weird, and I really liked her. Yeah, and if I could have a if I could pick a ghost, it would. Uh, you know, it'd certainly not be a shitty racist jerk. Yeah, you know? yeah she was yeah. pretty, pretty rad progressive Texan, and you know, right. the way there's a, certainly plenty of us in Central Texas and in, in the Hill Country and all that. And it was just cool that that was, uh, if there is a ghost, that would be. Which my mom like believes, but um. What about you? Nah, uh, some weird things happened. Yeah. Uh, when I was making my record, that and noises. Yeah. Lots of noises, but it's. You know, my own brain, our brains are are really powerful. Yeah. And perception is not uh, is it's not always re- or it's never real. You yeah, know, but yeah. so like, so for my perception of it, I had some experiences where I was like recording, and I was so alone, man. I was by myself in the woods in Texas. Yeah. Um, I like said hey uh i finished this song i was really proud of it i didn't have anybody to talk to <laughs> so i was like hey pretty cool verse on huh, ladonna because she's a great writing teacher yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah. You think it's nice and the temperature in the room dropped like 10 degrees and i just got the chills oh like, shit and then i recorded that tune which is gonna be in the lp um <coughs> and i recorded that song like i was like okay i'm gonna make a demo of this i'm gonna wake up and i'm gonna finish this when i'm like really into it that i know i can just make the performance and i you know so i can do two takes 
and it's done. Yeah. And um, and uh, so I did th- I did my rough through it. I sat down. I'm watching TV, and um, just kind of like getting ready to go to bed. And the uh, and the microphone, my like six thousand dollar Neumann microphone, just falls down out of nowhere. Like just knocks over, breaks the mic. I have to like repair the mic, and I'm sitting there, and I end up cleaning the capsule and like taking care of the mic and fixing it. Yeah. Uh, now and then it was it was kind of being dull. And then it never sounded better, which is kind of crazy. So it's either like, hey, fucker, finish this song, or, you know, let me help you out. And you don't believe in ghosts? No. <laughs> not necessarily. I don't know. Oh, I, uh, I, I don't know, man. I'm pretty skeptical of all that stuff. That sounds but like I the real some, deal. I heard some, like, some noises. I got hay fucked in my sleep. Like, uh, you know when you have, like, those waking scream dreams? Yeah. I just had a weird one where she was on top of me, and I didn't like it. Dude, I, I'd not, I'm not sure I believed in ghosts until that story. Like it's now weird. those stories. Yeah, now it's I'm weird. Kind of might. My mom. My mom has weird ones with my with my uh, my grandma Vivian. Mm-hmm. Uh, she d- she lives in the house that uh, she passed away in. So my grandpa grandparents. She has that house. All of it sounded ridiculous to me until I read a book called Many Lives, Many Masters. Yeah. And it's basically this therapist who hypnotizes a patient. Yeah. And through that process, she discovers her past lives. Yeah. And then there's just all this stuff that comes out of that. Sure. Which made me just completely open my mind yeah. to. But can't that be like the, the, like, uh, the recessed, undeveloped, ununderstood part of our subconscious? Like the, yeah. like the parts that are sure. like, when I have a dream, I had a dream two nights ago, and it's the best dream I think I've ever had, where it was like, Martha and I, my wife, we were at like an event. It could have been our anniversary. It could have been our son's wedding. It just was like a thing. You know, it's like a moment where family's all around. Everything's great. There's like a dance circle, and I'm dancing with Martha. And I'm looking at her, and she's older, and I'm older. And we're both, like, crying. Oh, and we're wow. just so happy, and it's just this, like, amazing, beautiful thing. It hasn't happened yet. Maybe yeah. it will happen. Maybe I'll die, yeah. like, on this tour. Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> but you know I what really I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> you can't control you can't control that shit. And it's just, like... Um, and and nor does that like have to be prophecy or whatever. Yeah, but, but but it but could very well be I prophecy on myself. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, for me, it's like what it did leave me with was this feeling that I'm that I'm uh, that when I went to bed thinking about how much I love her and that that feeling uh, is like how the desire for that moment to happen. You know, because I want that moment to happen. I want my marriage to work. Right. Win. Right. And it's good, and I love it. Right. And so. I want to keep making it work. Yeah, but, uh, but like time. even here, right? <laughs> and she's in Norway. Yeah. But the, the way you're talking about Martha is the, the very few people get there. I feel like, and when they do, and I've and I've been there and am there, that yeah. feeling is a completely different thing from any love you felt yeah, anywhere yeah. else, or any kind of even any inkling of love or what you thought mm-hmm. was love. Like there's a different thing it's there. A developing, but that like that word is like a developing um, definition. Sure, and, sure. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, new love. I, I watch movies now and I see new love and I just, all I can think about is like all the fights that are about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, I like that I have this partner in crime, you know, that's the yeah. thing that, the thing that I love about my grandparents' generation and, and yeah. how they've been able to make it work and their love for each other is still, you know, well, they're, they're going, they're on their way out. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, that love is, is so powerful. That's, I want to know what that's like to have that level of intimacy and friendship, you know. 
Well, and and I think that those have to go hand in hand, mm-hmm. right? Like that, and it's hard to learn that early on, or at least like in the idealized version I had of relationships early on, they were just like hot and lusty, and <laughs> which is still good <laughs> yeah, and yeah, important. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, I mean that's but, what got me in, interested in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. A hot Scandinavian woman. Yeah, yeah. And when I kissed her, I was like, "How did I trick her?" Yeah, fuck yeah. But I do feel like most women I've dated, I've felt that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like what? Well, women are beautiful creatures, yeah. you know, and lots of people can get on with lots of people. That's, yeah. uh, I think, like, everybody's capable, especially of that new love part. And um, yeah. and that has, like, a big, wide, frothy Venn diagram for, right, for right. us. You know, right. how many people there are and, like, our common experiences or our non-common experiences that are inter- interesting to the opposite person right you know what i mean and that, that stuff's so so intoxicating you incredibly know? just meeting a first i'm intoxicated darn you man like, yeah like, likewise like just like yeah. rapping and uh you f- you feel life and you walk into it you know it's cool yeah yeah and then with and I, are there things that and it doesn't necessarily have to be martha specifically but are there things that you're that with it with the people in your life right now um, that you're feeling the that appreciation for something that you don't really do necessarily. Like for example, my girlfriend's an uh, an artist and she paints and she does um, she does uh, film editing and yeah. all these things I can't really do very well and yeah. never have tried to do very well. But then for me, it's writing, you know. And so she's very attracted to the fact that I can write so well. Yeah. I'm very attracted to the fact that she paints so well. Yeah, you know, like who are those people that? Well, Brent, Brandon, who plays bass with me. Uh, I am, I can't write. I can write a song. Interesting. You know, I can't. I can't form a paragraph. Yeah. To save my life. That's interesting. Uh, punctuation is my enemy. Yeah, your, your emails. Is my enemy. I'm a phonetic person. <laughs> your emails don't have a lot yeah, of punctuation. Yeah, it's just like blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> yeah. Or they're run on or s- sketched. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in order to put stuff, and um, that's uh, partly attributed to my public education, and uh. I could, I'm sure I could work on that. But uh, Brendan, eh, but it's also my mind, just how it runs. Right. It's just when I read stuff, um, it's a miracle I got through uh, Brothers Karamazov the way I did. I had to reread and reread and reread that thing. But I got, I finished it, and sure. you know, it's like, and I still work on stuff like that. But with with people like Brendan, where it's just like completely effortless. So like, if mm. I have to send s- some import, like really important email, not that yours wasn't important. Sure. But uh, if I have to send a really important email to somebody. I uh, I give it to Brendan and just say, hey, man, fix this. Well, that's I, and that gives a window kind of like to the folks at home, because I don't usually talk about this part of the process. But I think it is really cool how sometimes a lot of times and you mentioned managers and that kind of thing earlier. A lot of times yeah. when when I'm booking somebody, there's a lot of back and forth with a publicist. And oh, then there's yeah. like a, a manager involved. Yeah. Yours was like your publicist said yes. And you and I were emailing. Yeah. And it was just such a cool, like, it connected in a different way. Yeah. You know, I felt w- more comfortable well, coming he's not on the it. He's not on the clock with me <laughs> right at this moment. So oh, it's really? basically like he just forwarded the email along. Oh, yeah. Because you pulled it off my Facebook or something, right? Yeah, I don't remember yeah, where. I think yeah, I, I was, and I was like, oh, shit, Kip's still emailing me. I need to, like, yeah, switch yeah. this up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, it doesn't have to be hard. I just, like, make a note. And sometimes yeah. I forget. You but know, that, but like, yeah, that process was cool though, because <laughs> it's just yeah. you know, it's just a natural thing. But you're not, you're definitely not the only songwriter who I've emailed with who can't fucking put a sentence together that is it's grammatically just a different, correct. It's just a uh, you know, your mind wires in uh, iambic pentameter, yeah, or in some loose version of that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's really interesting. Yeah, 
Like, I just you just see sentences differently. Right. So when you said, oh, man, that's really interesting. And also I drop stuff. So, like, I can read a sentence and, like, miss, miss whole words. Interesting. Uh, because uh, maybe I'm reading them, like, maybe I've just spent so much time playing. Like, I played in churches. I played all sorts of stuff. And it's just, like, playing other people's music and, and like, having to catch uh, the other stuff. It's normally I'm looking for the chord underneath the word or, like, some kind of oh, weird wow. thing in your brain. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just super fucking dyslexic. Well, I, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. have you ever been diagnosed? No, no, but I'm sure I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'm something. Whatever it is, I'm not the normal thing. Because that's a lot of time, and it's all, it comes in so many different forms, and I think a lot of folks don't realize that, how yeah. dyslexia can be so many different things. Yeah, You're dropping sure. off sentences, or some some folks, like the word, for a lot of kids, too, with ADHD, the yeah. fucking words are moving around. Yeah, yeah. I can't it's, even imagine, man. <laughs> yeah. Like these brilliant kids yeah. who can't, like read a page because the the words doing this yeah. when they look at it. Yeah, I'm so fucking brains, lucky. <laughs> you brains know? are funny things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just was destined to never <clears throat> further my education that way. Well, yeah. and that's an interesting thing. Like, it, there's plenty of people out there who's who are way smarter than me, but who the the words are moving around. But I can I have more choices because. I, when I read it, it looks like what society yeah. expects it to look sure. like. You know. But you know, we both. I think it's 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 a tribute to like the human psyche and mind and yeah. and culture that uh, sure. we can all make our own way, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. cool that like that all works that way. Yeah, yeah, man. No. Thank you so much. Yeah, we that was perfect. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for the show too. Are you um are you gonna do? You, can you give me some insight into the set list? Or do you know? I need to rewrite it. Okay. Uh, but it's mostly loud. Some middle brother stuff. Cool. Some Delta Spirit stuff. My cool. stuff. You know. Great mixed. Texas murder ballads. Yeah, yeah, Good. definitely. It's all. It's just all about trying to get people to, um, you know, have a really fun time and yeah, you know, tip well at the bar and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's great, man. Yeah. Matt, thank you so much. Appreciate I really appreciate it.
Matthew Logan Vasquez, everybody. Matt Vasquez, if he's coming to your town, go see him. If he's coming near your town, drive to go see him. That show was like 12 bucks. I mean, you could go see somebody that good, that that skilled, that accomplished for almost nothing, and it's unbelievable. And, he, and you look at the group that he has playing with him, Thor Jensen, opening for him, uh, T. Hardy Morris, who was in Dead Confederate, one of my all-time favorite bands, uh, now defunct. Just uh, unbelievable uh, what he what he's doing right now. And it's so exciting to get to have some time with him and, and talk about his creative process. I've, I've really been marinating on what he had to say. So grateful for that opportunity. Uh, Want to give a shout out to the folks who reached out and got stickers. We still have a few left, so if you like the show and want to support it, please send us an email at marinadepodcast at gmail.com or send us a direct message on Instagram like uh, High Life Zach did. Thank you, Zach, for your support of the show. Send him a couple of stickers. Um, Twitter, we're on Twitter and available there. You can reach us pretty much anywhere, Facebook as well, at Marinade Podcast on Twitter at marinade underscore podcast on uh, Instagram, where you can also find some of my short stories, some, most of which are based on real artistics work. My partner in this world, Chris Osborne, who's doing just amazing things every single day, and I'm so grateful for that. We are buying a house. Unbelievable experience. Uh, we are rooted now in Orlando in a, in a major way, and, and it's been such a pleasure uh, to go through that process. It's not done yet, but we're almost there. Thank you guys so much for listening. Cheers, y'all. Thank you so much for the feedback on uh, what I'm getting down on. Obviously, I've listened to a ton of Matthew Logan Vasquez recently. Delta Spirit, Middle Brother, his solo stuff. I've been listening to Thorpe Jensen's incredible record, Odessa, quite a bit. I've been uh, reading Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison, which I was reading the last time we talked, and I'm almost done with. Unbelievable book, if you've never read it. Uh... Thorpe Jensen recommended to me Cocaine and Rhinestones, which is a podcast about like uh, 90s country music, which is like the music that I cut my teeth on and kind of grew up on. In fact, Winona Judd is the, that was the first CD that I ever owned. Um, and, and like back when they had the long boxes, if you're of a certain age, you'll remember this. They had the, the long boxes and you would, you would buy it in this box and then it would still be in the jewel case and then it was impossible to get into the fucking jewel case. Anyway, 
that record was the first uh, CD that I ever actually owned, and I grew up on the Judds. So hearing uh, Cocaine and Rhinestone's episode about Winona, it's actually titled Winona, is really cool. He tells a story in a way that I'm very envious of and I want to to learn from. Um, uh, I've been reading uh, Invisible Man, as I said, uh, I'm looking forward to Micah Schnabel's book, Hello, My Name is Henry. Micah's coming back to Orlando, and I'm hoping to catch up with him in June. He and his partner, Vanessa Jean Speckman, whose art is incredible as well. Uh, I'm hoping to catch up with both of them. They're in Europe right now, and we'll see. It, uh, it depends on uh, what happens with me because I haven't been hiking in a long time, and I'm, I'm dying to go hiking. So um, I'm scheduled to leave the day they're playing at Will's. I don't know. We'll see if it works out. I hope it does. I'm reading, uh, uh, well, I'm about to, I'm, I'm going to read his book, Hello, My Name is Henry, and then lined up right behind that is uh, a book that I can't remember the name of that is uh, that was the inspiration for the Have Gun, Will Travel record, Science from an Easy Chair. And I've been listening to that record over and over again. It's a, a brilliant record. So, uh, have gun will travel good guys out of uh, Bradenton and I, I am just like crazy about that album and uh, so that's what I've been getting out on there uh, Westworld been watching Westworld don't know if that's a thing that you're into but if, if you're not and you haven't done it just do it go go in you're only one season and like a, a quarter in so you can get caught up pretty easily uh, but Westworld unbelievable season two has been great and uh, that's about it at the moment, I feel like I'm manically uh, consuming things. Uh, a couple of great articles in The Atlantic recently, one of them about how the presidency has become unruly and how it wasn't designed to be that way. The, the idea that presidents were not supposed to run the country, that wasn't really the thing. Congress was really supposed to run the country, but the president was supposed to almost be more ceremonial and you know, being an executive. I mean, uh, you know, the CEO of GE doesn't really run GE. They make the big decisions, and that's about it as I oversimplify management. But uh, it's interesting to think about how many departments have been created, how many, how, how thick the bureaucracy is now, and how if you get someone like our current, our current uh, total mess of, a, of an executive in office, that y- you it's not dangerous yet, but it could get dangerous in a heartbeat. And it's not his fault necessarily because this whole thing's been set up for many years. And that's one of the things the article addresses is the fact that this goes all the way back to FDR. Um, really, really interesting to think about the role of the presidency. Thank you guys so much for listening. Check us out, marinadepodcast.com. Working on that, uh, continuing to get that better. A lot of really cool developments happening, and I'd love to send you guys some stickers. I still have about 40 or 50 left, uh, and I'd love to send you some if you want to uh, send us an email, give us your you know contact information, um, send us a, a direct message, and we'd love to do that as well. Thank you so much. Cheers, y'all. It's